podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a view from the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today's Wednesday, the 14th of December, 2022, and I'm a very croaky Patrick Smith. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter, and you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Ask Alexa, and uh, all of our... Oh, no, it's lit up now. No, 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 no. And uh, all of your normal podcast providers. On this week's show, the Belfast Giants ended a losing streak with win over Dundee at home, but that wasn't before a tough battle in Cardiff. Uh, we'll get to those games in a bit. And if you're watching live, get your questions in from Mark Garside. He'll be joining us uh, in a short while. Um, Joel, have a bit of news from around the league. And the Giants return to, Chance, return to Challenge Cup action on Thursday night on Via Sports where before our game against games against the Storm at the Blaze this weekend. Um, this may not be a very long show. We'll see how long this lasts because I'm not the only one who's playing hurt. David McGimsey, how are you? Hang on, Pat. I have done another thing there for later in the show, mate. I don't know if anybody heard, but like nearly ten years ago, I broke I broke my leg. You did not. It was pretty bad, mate. I've sure. got to be honest. I'm probably feeling a wee bit worse now <laughs> than, than I was then, and it's just came on in the last few hours. I've been like, it's been in this house for four days, and I've been giving it the big one. <laughs> Can't make me sick. Yeah, but three three night shifts in a row seem to have just got me. Yeah, I think um, both our both our kids have had sickness over the last week, and then we had a bit of a better. We had a great trip to Alton Towers at the weekend with the kids and and, and all that, but it just seems um, that the bugs have been passed on then, and I'm just suffering. Hot hot lemon, Willie had two jumpers, mini mice for Andre Owen sent me that. Um, Brilliant, mini mice hot water bottle. I'm gonna try and get through here, you know. Just gonna yep, take yep. it for the team. Thank you, thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Joel, how are you? Are you fitting well? Yeah, well, I've, I've never been fit in my life, but I'm all right. Um, I'm going to try my best to center this line that's playing hurt tonight, but uh, I don't know, boys. <laughs> we'll, we'll try our very best here. At least uh, at least we've got a win to talk about, right? That's better than last week. That is very, very true. We will get to it <coughs> shortly. Um, before we do, uh, we start with the news late last week from the Belfast Giants that Colby McCauley had departed with immediate effect. 10 points in 22 games. Domestically, the club are sure that a replacement is inbound. Now, there's been significant online speculation, rumour, tittle-tattle as the reasons behind the departure, none of which substantiated and none of which we'll be dignifying with any discussion on here. Um, from our point of view, Davey, the Giants have lost a forward that needs replacing. Yeah, from the, the club have already said that replacements either incoming or already booked. Um, from my perspective, when you sign for the Belfast Giants, you sign for a whole lot more than than goals and assists, and that'll be assessed on a daily basis. And the club have decided that it's time to cut ties with them, and off he goes. So he's away. Joel. Yeah, look, the the, the club is uh, uh, people people come and go from the club. They've 
Uh, you know, we've lost players mid-season since since year one, and we'll, we'll continue to lose players mid-season. But as we often say, the club is so much greater than any individual, absolutely any individual, apart from us three, obviously. Um, so look, the club will carry on, um, and I've, I've no doubt. Uh, faith in, in Robert Fitzpatrick, the ownership group, uh, the coach, whatever else, is, is the same as it was last week. Absolutely. The name on the front is far more important than the name on Correct. the back. Let's get to the games uh, that took place this weekend. We start with the game at Ice Arena Wales between the Belfast Giants and the Cardiff Devils. Of course, last time these two faced off, the Giants had a significant win. This time, the Cardiff Devils were able to hit back with a 4-2 victory. Goals from Sanford, Crawford, and then two more from Sanford, Sanford to uh, seal his hat-trick. Um, two goals for Kieran Long for the Belfast Giants. Um, in goals, Jackson Whistle, 31 shots on, three goals against. Ben Bounds, 42 shots on, two goals against. And your referees were Tom Perring and Stefan Hongraff. Now, Davey, as I said earlier, I didn't get to see this game live because I was away. Um, I have watched the highlights. And given where we are as a team and um, the players trying to get back in the roster, how was this performance? See, Paddy, this is this is different. Obviously, it, uh, empty netter at the end, wasn't it? Yes. It's really a 3-2 goal, one-goal game and with, with an empty netter to fill it up. Um, from my perspective, it sounds stupid because I'm always banging this drum that we've actually played a lot better than the results suggest. We came out in the first period. Um, and apologies to everybody. I just wasn't well enough to get the goals. Um, oh, you've got, got them from your, YouTube. Got them from YouTube. Going for the whole thing. We came out in that, and Soizy was in that top line there for Scott Conway on the night. Hits the post on the first shift. Could have been such a different game. I think the Cardiff Devils at times have kept the <clears throat> there. Um, keep this keeps us to the outside very well. They're they're big, big bodies, and you have to be willing to continually pay the price to go in there. I'm not saying guys didn't, but like Ben Bounds didn't have an awful lot of like really difficult shots to save. Um, I thought we played well statistically. We outgraded them, you know. The, ex- the expected goals was a good margin in our favor, which suggests that. We're giving up softer goals and we're not we're not converting. I think um, Andrew Dixon talks about it in the in the webcast with Simon on Sunday about conversion rate. Yeah. You know, we're we're out shooting teams sloped every game. You know, well, sorry, not every game, nearly every game we're really out shooting teams, and you've got to turn that um, pressure into goals at this level. And that's just an unfortunate one on the on the penalty kill that goes against us there's a couple of funny old calls i know i'm the one that says you know you've got to take it off with a smooth with some calls from the referees now this is kieran long goes straight back down the ice and makes it one each ben bounds will probably want to um have another look at that but we we hung in there we silenced the crowd for good the first period i remember texting taff at the end of the first period saying uh should have answered his phone at work but um saying it was a really (laughs) it was a really good um first road period considering we had mixed lines up sometimes sorry joel for going on here sometimes on. when you just go with your three lines of forwards and your 3d there's no complications you're just rolling you're just on sit on you know you're every other more or less every other shift you know you're you're coming back on the ice and you're just rotating that and for the first period i thought like we certainly carried the the, the, the game in the first period um and disappointed that we didn't come out of this game with something, but just it wasn't meant to be in the night, whatever you want to say, hockey calls. I think there's a couple of calls. Like, I think we had one power play against, I don't know, part of you have the stats there, seven, eight maybe, and it wasn't that yeah. kind of game. But sometimes you have to be that sandpaper to go in, as I said, those dirty areas and draw penalties, which just don't think on the night we did enough. 
I think the um, power plays we were um, no, I'm looking at the wrong game. It would help if I looked at the right game. <laughs> anyway, I was looking at the Dundee game. But yeah, 78. The, um, but like Davey said, Joel, it's a case that, especially after last weekend against the Storm and, and the reaction to that, we needed a reaction on the ice. Despite the loss, I felt we got it. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I sort of opened my, my game report this week for this game, um, saying that I felt that the Giants came into Cardiff Difficult road trip, always has been, regardless of form. It's hard to go to Cardiff. They're games that have a little bit more bite to them. Um, I, I think that the Giants went into that game knowing that the stakes were high, and I think that you could see it. I think the first period was a little cagey. Um, I don't think that we were particularly bad in the first period. Um, I, I, I think that um, we were probably the better of the two teams. And, and yes, Davey, you said, obviously, Ben Bounds wasn't called into doing an awful lot, but he was certainly the busier of the two goaltenders mm-hmm. in that first period. Um, I thought Jackson Whistle was stellar throughout the second, especially when, when things got a little bit kind of sketchy on, on the on the penalty board as well. Um, you know, we, we go 1-0 down on a 5-on-3. Um, you know, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to turn the tide whenever you're, the numbers game catches up on you like that. Um, you know, individual standout moments. Kieran Long got us back on the board really quickly and, and was super all throughout the weekend up until, as we come to talk about, he, he didn't come back out for the third period on, on Sunday. Um, but yeah, look, at it sounds like an old sporting trope, but I sort of felt that the Devils owed us one. Um, it's a hard road game to go go and play on. They they had their opportunity with us maybe not playing great as of late, and uh, and we they owed us a black eye after the one we gave them before. So um, yeah, look, it is what it is. Sorry, David, I'm going to correct myself there. The, <coughs> according to the um, Elite League stats, the Devils had six power plays. They are one, and we and we converted on the only power play we had. Yeah, um, but I, you're I, right. I, I, and, but, to put us on the pet or to put us on the five on three, Tom Perrings called it from oh, near enough center ice. There's a bit of a melee in front of our goal, and he's called a, 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 I think it's Lewis Hook for hooking, um, from a distance. And you know, again, without being too critical, the ref, because I think, well, to be fair, Adam Keith nearly came on the ice. Um, <laughs> you've you need, I've spoke to refs in this league, we're very fortunate with we're in a privileged position at times to get to talk to them and like they don't come into the press but they're they're all very free with their comments and and how they see games and and try to i like to talk to them because i try to educate myself as to what they're saying spoke to one about um too many men calls the other week and it's enlightening you know what they're saying we again i think we had too many men call on the night as well um which is something now that refs and linos are looking for because you we're at that stage where we're not far off one every other cup, every other gear, whatever. So rest are looking for it. Um, but to give us a five on three for something that soft, you, you, you know, you, you'd be very disappointed if you're a coach in that situation. And they went on obviously to score on that five on three. And Jackson Whistle, you know, statistically, you know, he had what 31 shots against three goals against um, Joel, but uh, coming up strong, especially away from home. Yeah, and that's it. I think you know the the Devils, as, as David said, were they're very they're very good at collapsing around their goal. They're very good at protecting Ben Bounds, um, and I thought that they were very good going forward on the break as well. So um, you know, I, th- I think that the, the chances that they find on us were of a higher quality than the chances we, we were kind of finding. Um, uh, and, and even you know they, they were converting from long range. I think there was was it the the second one Marcus Crawford scored um, just before the end of the second period. Um, big clap from the the left hand side. Um, so they had the, those little bit little bits of luck as well, firing through traffic and whatever else. But yeah, just uh, I felt like it was one that that just the the Cardiff Devils owed us, and uh, um, we were 
we weren't hore- we weren't horrible, um, but we didn't do enough to win. Just as what it is. I think, from my point of view, it's frustrating because I think we've seen that the Belfast Giants are a better team on their day than than the Cardiff Devils are. So going in the way we were and the way we've been the last couple of weeks, and we haven't been we haven't been good the last couple of weeks. You know, it hasn't been great. We've been we've been hurt. We played badly. We've had we've had some poor poor performances, and I was sort of worried going into Cardiff that we would take a shellac, and we didn't take a shellac. And I thought, given the, the, the team that we put out there and the game we played, we, we were in it right to the death. And I think that's a good performance. Um, you put you put our full side out there. I don't think we lose that game. I think we do. We do a lot better than we did. Um, just a comment there from Stephen Mills, Davy Cullen, and Bast are playing some smashing hockey. Yeah, um, arguably for two D men, our two best wingers at the minute. Um, they're they're the ones that are, I, yeah, they're forcing this defensive responsibility also on on our forwards because more often than not they're leading the transition, they're taking the puck over the blue line. Our controlled entry's been very good. Our numbers have been strong there. Um, we didn't give the Cardiff Devils much in terms of controlled entry. The RD zone at the weekend, we made them chip and chase a lot. They iced the puck constantly, like. <coughs> I, I don't know whether somebody actually counts icings on the night, but used to. But what's the point? Um, <laughs> well, like, what what does it tell you apart yeah. from the ice the puck? Um, uh, you know, I think that they played quite negative at times, and that they 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 tucked in around the house, as I said right at the very start. They, they forced us to the outside, didn't give us anything inside, and just whenever those demon got the puck, it was up off a glass or it was straight down the center of the ice, and you know, for them. They went on the next night. As I spoke to a few people within the Cardiff Devils organization who'd said that you know they're at this stage they're getting a lot of grief from fans about um you know the quality of the Cardiff Devils team. Somebody actually used the term it's the worst Cardiff Devils team has ever been assembled. And I, I did remind them about eight or nine years ago. We were playing in a a wooden shed with a blue tarpaulin stretched over the top of it and Paul Ragan coming in his BMW and parking the disabled spaces, you know. It was <laughs> <laughs> Am I right or wrong? You were you were there. You're absolutely right. I'm just, the, I can't they laugh. had they had chocolate on the pizzas. It was just it was a bad time for the club. And uh, they was, did. They did. did. Um, do you remember they caught us with a pizza coming in? Yeah, but I put it in my backpack, and the thing went on its side, <laughs> and then when we opened it up, it just all collapsed. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was good times. But yeah, look. Um, and then they go on the following night, and I think how many did they lose to the Panthers, who got absolutely mullered by Storm, Five. didn't it? So it's like. I thought they went five and storm, wasn't it? I thought anyway. Nottingham played Cardiff on Sunday, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm nearly certain it was not in they did, they day. beat them five two on Sunday, yeah. So it's just they're up and down form, the, the, and it's dangerous. The only team that's really stringing it week after week, and they haven't came up against, and not saying they haven't had adversity, they haven't come up against the big eye, the injuries. Cardiff or the Guilford Flames are still just putting the wins in there. Ship I think we're no way. 17 back there. So, you know, that's uh, it's just all you can do. All you can do in hockey is go and win your next shift. Go and battle for your next right. shift. Try and win your next period. Try and win your next game. There's no more important game at the minute for us than Panthers tomorrow night. And then we'll, after that, we'll focus on the weekend and we just have to chip away as best we can. Believe that we've got a roster that can, you know, overhaul some of the teams above us and just keep going. Left foot, right foot, boys, and just keep going at it. From that, I'm I'm just absolutely shocked that there's a statistic that your stats team doesn't do, and it's icings. The might like to everything. be fair. I to be <laughs> fair. I hope Stevie Thompson isn't watching. I don't read everything every week because it is quite a compendium. It comes so 
if the, Stevie, if you're watching and you do do, do, you do all the Isons, highlight it for me and I'll I'll read it. <laughs> we can, we'll get the Isons. We'll have a weekly Ison report. Speaking of highlights, the highlights in this game are available on YouTube from Devils TV and we move on to a game that we won. The Belfast Giants returned to the SSC Arena to face Jeff Mason's Dundee Stars, as we're contractually have to call them. Um, share this. <laughs> up, uh, the 4-3 win for your Belfast Giants. Two goals from Will Cullen, Ben Lake and Lewis Hook for the Giants. Sanch Eriksson with two for the Stars. Jackson Whistle, 21 shots against, three goals against. Anton Svensson, 54 shots. 54, 5, Effort. 4 yeah. shots against, four goals against. Your referees are Tom Perry and Steve Brown, um, the best referee from the Northeast. Um, Joel, we needed that. Yeah, we we really needed that. The first note I wrote down uh, for that game was really needed this one. Um, uh, they opened the scoring against the run of play as well. Uh, I love watching Philip Sanchez play hockey. He's just he's so fast. Um, he reminds me of John Pelly uh, back in his heyday. Uh, he was also a former part of uh, Devil briefly. Um, yes. But yeah, like uh, the uh, it's it's another game that we responded quickly to. Um, you know, Sanchez gets us gets them one all up against the run of play. Um, Will Cullen, uh, Ben Lake set up Will Cullen, <coughs> and I know that it's easy to say Will Cullen as a defenseman with two goals was the shining star in this game. But Ben Lake was absolutely something else on every phase yeah. of play during this game. Um, setting up that that game, the aggression that he plays with, and the the individual brilliance that he had uh, for the third goal. Um, they uh, on the breakaway came over the blue line, sort of went forehand, backhand, and managed to just slot it over the left hand shoulder of of Svensson. Uh, I thought Ben Lake was just an absolute joy to watch in this game. Um, but yeah, we did, we needed it. Uh, Laker was outstanding. Well, Cullen was outstanding, contributing two goals. Lewis Hooks on the scoreboard, and he's been compete or, uh, sorry contributing points fairly regularly since he came back. Um, the only dark cloud hanging over this game for me is that we we seem to have lost Kieran Long after it seemed to it seemed to be a kind of slash uh that he took uh, in the second period and he tried to come back out for his next shift didn't re-emerge for the third so um pray to goodness longer's all right go ahead David. don't know how he is because i was looking to get my hair cut next week <laughs> you're getting the one-handed cut oh, well maybe you got the two-handed cut so i'll not even risk that <laughs> <laughs> three weeks later three weeks later we're still going still on, um, still on. yeah re really needed that um i, I thought uh, we we needed it we came in and find our spark and uh and credit to the dundee stars didn't make it easy for us as well you know with i think mace he hasn't found consistency throughout the season but whenever that team's firing he's got a great wee side there and um, with a couple of of boys who i would quite happily see in Taylor white so not an easy win but uh, i'm glad that we dug one out that's absolutely right isn't it davy it was a fight more than anything else and it has been with the dundee stars I keep thinking, yes, Jeff Mason's done these stars. I keep thinking that, yep, Jeff um, done these stars. you know, I, I, I like what we did in Cardiff in that we transition the puck very well. We get it back high and that they are having the lion's share of the shots. You know, we talk about stats and stuff like regularly BD men and double figures for shots. So it's a definite, you know, it's a system we play and no surprise to you that the likes of Will Cullen coming up with a couple of goals. Great shot. Um, some of the D have an absolute rocket on them and, uh, you know, we it, it, that's the stereotypical grind, isn't it? We come in on a Sunday afternoon, you've had a hard road game the other night. Travel definitely wasn't easy for the lads. Um, no. And, you know, you've got to come back in on a Sunday afternoon, go less than 24 hours after going to a very tough rink the night before. Still short bodies, losing bodies during the game. And you just have to grind it out. And, you know, 
kind of said every week the two points in you know December is important as a two and these will be two important points and we then just refocus for tomorrow night it's just one one shift one period one game at a time so. Pat, Patty sorry jump in one yeah. thing that that was a game saver on this that, that cannot be understated um Mark Cooper saved that game in the last couple yeah. of seconds um yeah. they they clawed it back to 4-3 in the 58th minute skating six on four with the, the goalie pulled um they really pressed us in the zone uh, and in those dying seconds Coop absolutely chucked his body in front of a um, in front of an absolute rocket and it's those little defensive plays that don't make that maybe don't make the highlight reels just the same as, as the pretty goals like lakers over the shoulder but uh, that's mark cooper back doing what he does best and my goodness we've missed it i have a question from um aaron murphy earlier today if coop was back in the lineup obviously he was back last week with uh the manchester storm and come back in and sort of find his feet again but uh you're absolutely right Derry. he he's um he's a player that's 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 key to this side He's been a player certainly depended on over the last sort of season a bit for that bit of physicality in terms of going agitating around the blue paint and I say there's been so many Joel talks about um, uh, coming up with that big block at the end of the game. Our top players have been throwing themselves the other week. We're talking about Scott Conway throwing himself down with minutes to go. It might have been it might have been a way to Guildford the other week. Of course, we didn't come away with the win, but it gave us the opportunity then to go down the ice, pull Jackson whistle as it was I think on the night. And get the six on five and, and an opportunity to tie the game up. So, like the, the the blocks this season, the little chart that they some of the numbers on it are unreal, and you're getting buy in from every player. There's no player in that organization. There's no player in that locker room. It doesn't appear on that chart. You know, everybody's laid themselves down, and like, you know what it's like yourself when you get hit with a rubber bullet. It can be sore, so you don't want to be. You don't want to. Not since, not since about 1995, mate. But yeah, well, it's you know we're, the glory we're, days, man. We. We were younger. I once saw Ulster's hero taking one and telling everybody to run on, but they were all they were already they were already well up the street at that stage. But um, like you don't want to dive in front of these pucks. Yes, you've got shin pads on. Yes, you've got padded shorts. Yes, you've maybe got a wee bit of padding on your top half, but that just catches you where you don't have padding. And we'll ask um, with Mark Garside coming on in a little bit. Ask him yeah. what it's like because he throws himself down in front of pucks as well. Adam Keith used to do with his head. Remember, like when he was there, he just give it a wee. And throw himself down, and that's what it means to be a Belfast Giants, and that's you know, that's another thing. John, you know, Johnny Boxall in the Challenge Cup final. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they do it week in, week out, and it's very, very good that Joel's actually highlighted because these little details don't always get the the praise that's due. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's a four-three win for your Belfast Giants. Back to winning ways ahead of the three games in four days that are coming. Uh, the highlights of those games are available on YouTube for or, sorry that game. Is available on YouTube from Belfast Giants TV. And we go to the fan agenda brought to you by our friends at Belfast Giants TV. Returning, he's only on a few weeks ago, but he's back on with a very good reason. We're delighted to have back Mr. Mark Garside. How are you, man? <laughs> well, welcome Listen, to the hospital ward here, honestly. Yeah, give you a bit of advice. Just stay away from your screen. You might catch something that's just floating around this whole podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's disastrous. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are everybody? Yeah, they're, they're, they're all right. <laughs> so, before we talk about the hockey, and I know Davey's doing some frantic scribbling in a minute. Obviously, last week and last little while, we've been doing some fundraising with regards to the neonatal unit and and, and the, the intensive care. From your point of view, give us your take. What does this mean to you? Uh well, a hell of a lot, obviously. Um, as some people may know, uh, our daughter Quinn was born in September. 
and she was essentially had to be resuscitated at birth. Um, there was a lot of bleeding involved and stuff. And uh, so she spent her first ten days, I think, in in the the NICU unit in Ulster. You know, a lot of uh, care taken by the doctors and nurses and things. So <coughs> me and Becky and our family just wanted to give a little bit back, and so. Thankfully, one of the ways we can do that is through the Giants, and it's uh, you know we, we really appreciate everybody's generosity and and buying tickets for for raffle. I know it's it's you know it's a terrifying thing as a parent when when that happens, but the people who do the work in these intensive care units do a phenomenal job um and you know it's it, it's fantastic like you say that you're able to that we're able to dig in and, and and find a way to help them out davy you know you 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 were chatting to mark about that and and sort of helped in the strive. I'm interested in the name. Where is Quinn like an old family name? Is it name. just a name like Fam- Fabus? Oh, really I love strong. It. Uh, it, was, it was my wife, Becky, just liked the name. There was, yeah. no, there was no family in that. Like, <laughs> the, yeah. the story is, no Gary did what he was told. She, she liked that. It's not a thing. So maybe in years to come, you know, that's I, you know, minor named after old ladies in the family. Well, no longer with us, sadly, but, you know, um, it's just sometimes family runs through families is just interested. But um what we'll do this draw quickly here. Let's see if Go let's see if let's see if I can do this. Party so, what, so so give us the so give us the details, Davey. What 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 is it? What we're looking I'll, for? What are people I want to share my screen first, Paddy? How do you hit Go present? To present at the bottom? And I want to say slides, yeah, or share screen. Share screen. You're you're watching a view from the bridge. Don't be like that. Be like that. Stop at me. Right, so if I say share screen, right? Yes. And if I go to window or Chrome oh, tab, it is. Right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right, here we go. I don't know whether you're going to be able to see that. And and big enough, there's a lot of names. They're all down the right hand side there. So, oh, look at that. Oh, a lot of names. The right, first, the well, just look at the generosity that Mark talks about there. Um, uh, so first prize that we're going to spend for first is for a game worn Mark R side shirt. You're going to get the meat mark after one of the games coming up. We'll, we'll organize that with Laura Small. Where's my pen? So I'm going to press this and we'll get our first winner. See if this works. Oh, here we go. Oh, the fortune. The tension's unbelievable here. The winner is. Let's go. So, first, our first prize. So we will. And then second prize on this wasn't it that the Mark Garside ice hockey player T-shirt that I have from the testimonial. So go. we'll draw this second prize. Tension is unbearable, isn't it, mate? Isn't it? Oh, we're gone. Uh, and and to be honest, hang on. To be honest, Laura Small said if she wanted to take her out and do it again. So yeah. We will <laughs> at her request. I wanted Congrats it to be legit. Probably. I wanted it to be legit. So, oh no! Look what's going to happen now. <laughs> Joel Neal. <laughs> right. No. So, so you can't help. Divi, it's working really well. I know, but, well, here it 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 proves it's not fixed, do you? Uh, yeah, that's it. So here we go. That's it. So here we go. <laughs> Please, not Andre Owens. Right. Tyra Knowles. Tyra Knowles. Let's go. K-N-O-W-L-E-S. Um, we also then, so I've got a second draw to do here. So we'll close that. Kevin Madden fix. 
Um, Do you think Davy would put this much effort to put all these names into this wheel <laughs> to fix it? It'd be really this good. This feels like that Father Ted episode where they're trying to raffle the car. <laughs> <laughs> just bear with me, boys, and coming up with the next draw here. It's just. Uh, Is this all, have, you another, have you another, another wheel of fortune? Yeah, I've got another wheel of fortune here, big lad. What was so, your presenter's uh, name? Les? Something? I can't remember. I can't remember. Leslie Crowther? Was it? No. I don't know. Les Dawson's probably more from. Uh... Was it Les? Right, here we go. Can't oh, Wheel of Fortune. Fortune? Nicky Campbell. Uh. He did. Nicky Campbell did Wheel of Fortune, didn't he? Right. Come on, V. This is uh, the v. second draw. This is the draw that for everybody that donated during last week's podcast, very generous. We've got an incredible 270 something pounds in during the show. So this is for uh hockey mail the Magra Angelstad hockey DVD of them uh, legitimate legitimate authentic copy and um and uh a Cardiff Devils first ever game we played against the Cardiff Devils a program from my own collection so we want to spin wow. this way to game I'm gonna thank Mark for his patience here <laughs> <laughs> right so Bass boy. Uh, I'm assuming that's bass and not bass. That's got to be old bass boy. Oh, right yeah. If you're watching, let us know what your actual name is. And, and then, I'm sorry if it's old bass boy. And the last draw is for the teddy bear that was very kindly donated by Wendy. That the awesome. money, the the money that was raised on this is going to the Cash for Kids appeal. This Christmas Cash for Kids appeal. So. Um, here we go. There's only nine people in this one, so you've got a slightly less than slightly more than 10% chance of winning. So here we go. This is phenomenal audio content. You don't get this in any other podcast. You do not. You do not. The variety, the sheer variety. Tony Hamilton. Tony Hamilton. Well done. So well done, Tony. There you it's go. Great, I don't know whether great. that went. How did how did it get that? I don't know whether that went worse or better than what we were expecting, but it happened. And there's the Listen, Mel Angelstad DVD. Absolutely, it's, it's so official. One hundred percent authentic. So Mel real. DVD. It's it's no, it's exactly it's, ex, it's exactly the same color as my Moment in Time DVD. Um, so. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll go back to what Mark said at the very start: the generosity of people across like a week or ten days that we were doing that. Especially at this time of year, and for you know, you, every time we're very fortunate that we're able to to get involved in things. I guess the generosity of Belfast Jazz fans is just phenomenal. And I think it was eleven. Am I right in saying it was about eleven hundred pounds with with given? I think so. So like, um, incredible. So thank you all very much. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So let's bring briefly to um the hockey. Uh, Gary, the uh, the fact that you know the Giants had a bit of a bad run there, the Storm game, the, 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 and then coming back with a good performance against the Devils, if a loss, and finally back to winning ways. How's how's the atmosphere in the room? Uh, it's it's good. It's good to get back in. Obviously, after the Manchester games, we were all very disappointed. I mean, knew we'd kind of played below ourselves in those two games, I think, and uh, we want to kind of set the set the record straight this uh, last weekend there. I think we did play well against the Devils. It just we yeah. weren't quite clinical enough. Um, maybe we could have went in there a bit harder. 
So some things about that game we we didn't quite like, although our effort was there and we played quite well systematically as well. And then the Dun- the Dundee game we played well. I mean, if you watch it back. I heard he's talking about the blocking shots and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were doing all those little things in Dundee game. Dundee actually played pretty well. And so we had to kind of dig in and, and play well to beat them. Deco talked on the webcast about, one, about conversion rate. And we talked earlier in the podcast as well about just what you're saying there, about having to pay the price to go in. Cardiff are big. Cardiff, you know, make it difficult to go in there in front of them. And, and as a result of that, we're having a lot of shots from the outside and Ben Barnes is still a decent enough goal. He's going to block, he's going to stop the most from the outside. So it's just a case of keeping going. I thought we played really well actually on Saturday. Very, very solid, solid first period and just that five on three call gets us a little bit behind. Yeah. Sometimes you, you have to deal with bad calls and good calls as well. But, um, you know, across the course of the weekend, two, two points out of four if you'd have went in September and said, you know, that you've got to be away to Cardiff and home to Dundee. Obviously, you want more, but, you know, where we've been, I yeah. think the two, the two performances are those green shoots that Paddy often talks about. Yeah, we definitely have something to build on after last weekend. Uh, we've, we've obviously got Roche in the lineup this weekend or tomorrow and then into the weekend as well. So we're starting to get bodies back as well, which will help. Um, I know it's like a same for a lot of teams. But I think we've done quite a lot of bodies over the last month. I just think just over time it creates fatigue. And then with that fatigue, guys are playing probably a bit more minutes too. So maybe not quite as crisp as what they normally are. But uh, I think having bodies coming back into the lineup now and with that kind of playing well. Uh, that's my bins alarm going off. Bins alarm? Put the bins out, mate. Yeah, I know. Put the bins out. But yeah, no, with us playing last well last weekend, we know we've got something to build on now. And having, having guys having Rochi coming in, you know, guys are pretty positive this week about this about going in and playing Nottingham and Manchester and Coventry. We talked last week and the week before because we've been going through this injury thing for a few weeks now. And we mm-hmm. always try to sort of say we are a no excuse organization, but it's certainly fair to say it's been a factor and guys playing upwards on half an hour some guys have been playing you know you talk about ice time you know you see it yourself some of the boys on the back end especially have been playing 30 yep. minutes plus you've got the likes of goody being 26 27 minutes like that that takes its toll when you're playing maybe wednesday saturday sunday or wednesday friday sunday and it, it has to catch up with you yeah i think it's okay doing it once in a while you know like you can play with that kind of short lineup every now and then it, it doesn't really affect you too much it's just the continuous having done it over four really four weeks you know it starts to build up after I think that's kind of what we saw against Manchester without realising that we were just fatigued yeah. you know and then that leads to making bad decisions or it leads to just guys doing the wrong thing out there on the ice when when normally if they're fully rested and they're thinking straight you know they make better decisions and they're more clinical Gary um, a lot of chat obviously this season so far about the standings and about the sort of topsy-turvy look of it based on, on sort of recent years, the upsets that are going on. Um, I've spoken to uh, Adam Keefe enough after games to know not to ask him about the standings, you know, and, and it's usually whenever we're in a position of defending, being at the top or, or being one or two points away. Um, you know, he's always just that mentality of one game at a time, one game at a time. But obviously at the minute, we're digging ourselves out of a wee bit of a hole. You know, we are kind of kind of mid-table. Um, you've got Guildford and Coventry streaking away there. Um, is the table a factor at all in your daily conversations? Are you looking at it as in the motivation to drive on, the, the challenge that you've got ahead of you? What what sort of, uh, 
what standing does the standings have, you know, in, in the day-to-day operations of the Giants at the minute? Do you look at it? I mean, I think when you come in at the start of the year, it's always drilled into you because a lot of guys will be coming from leagues where it, it's just not so winning different. a league. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not the prime objective, essentially. Like, so, you know, when you come in at the start, as soon as we're playing first league games, it's like, this is the big competition. It's, you know, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. And we have to be prepared to do the things that win us games consistently that's going to help us win the league. And I think that is one of the things that we do focus on, as opposed to just looking right out of the league table. It's more the way that we play. Uh, I think Kiefer always has his eye on sort of like shots for, shots against, yeah. you know, our goals against average and our goals for average and things like that. Because those are those are the things that pay out over the long run. Um, you know, the way we play is designed to try and not give up, that, you know, good scoring opportunities against us and a lot of shots against. So that is one of the things that he will look at. And you can see like when we play games like against Manchester and we're giving up, shots and scoring chances like against the average when you've got your your you know you've already got your 20 games played or something you can tell when you've had a bad game like that yeah bad as the league table right now obviously Guildford are quite streaking ahead but there's still a long way to go as well we are in December we've been 11 <coughs> later in the season and we won the league you know that few years ago you know we were like, I can't remember when we were 11 points back in Cardiff but we ended up pulling it back on the 2018-19 I think 2018-19 that's right yeah, so yeah. there is a long way to go to you know, as well so there's lots of hockey to be played uh, and I was going to ask you for a bit of a hot take on the fact that Guildford are eight points clear, Coventry are second, but that was far too uh, intelligent and considered response for me to put you in that position, so I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> on the other side, I see you've got a lovely Christmas tree up there that I'm sure yeah. Megan did all of and you didn't touch at all. Um, it's it's a crazy time of year for a hockey player, and you've been in this game you know, for, for a fair bit at this point. What does Christmas look like for you and for the family? Are you, are you getting a bit of time to sort of celebrate? Um, I, I know you probably can't hammer a big dinner and have a load of beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not quite like your average Christmas, I guess, and drinking wine yeah. all the time. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like mine, I think it's Christmas during lockdown, I forgot to experience it. That was lovely. Generally, <laughs> we'd have a, a couple of days break after I think we have a game on the twenty second. We've a few days off, and generally, kind of just on Christmas Day, it's I have kids now anyway, so it's it's more about getting getting the toys made, you know, and getting forward to it for the morning. <laughs> and then in the morning, getting up early with them, and you know, getting all the all the toys and wrapped and things like that. So, much more of a family day for for me now. Yeah, uh, fabulous. No wine though. Sadly. <laughs> I'll have on your behalf. But I'll I'll uh, do that for you, Paul. Just, oh, just yeah. glass. Just... <laughs> the, um, we're not going to keep you too much longer, guy, because I'll be appreciated. You've got the game tomorrow, and you've been with us, you know, going through the uh, the wheel of fortune. But one thing I do want to say, obviously coming back in on on sunday the guys were looking at that bit of inspiration how much of an inspiration was this team talk oh it's a he's done that a few times i think and sometimes it you know like when when we are stressed out we've lost a few games in a row it does ha- it is nice to see like people who are in completely different sort of situations you realize like okay although we've lost a few games it's not like you know, like he could be in such a different set of circumstances, and it makes you realise how lucky we are to sort of play and stuff as well. And you kind of go out there, you know, a bit, a, with a bit of fresh thought, you know, or a bit of perspective. A bit of once we've been told <coughs> by Dahi, you know, that's it. Look at the wee sit. Obviously, for for those listening in, Dahi was in. I uh, was in giving a bit of a team talk. The game on Sunday, and he's. Uh, I love. Do you know what? I love the suit. 
The suit is absolutely magnificent. The kids got it. Oh man. You're but when it comes that, to that like as an organization for for you guys to be able to um very careful to say here, touch so many children's lives, um, yeah. you know, and, and get involved in that and, and and vice versa, the, the organization last week being able to, to help a player right in the opposite direction. It's the little things that you say gives a little bit of perspective as well. That yes, this is very, very important to have a lot of people, yourselves included, but it's also very important what we do for these guys. Yeah, I mean, over the years, especially you know, Laura's been kind of in charge and and sort of helping and uh, sick kids and things coming in the room and experience and it does give us such a, a good perspective on you know how lucky we are to play for the Giants and even how lucky we are just to be fit and healthy and able and yeah. And, and live the life that we do. I mean, a lot of these kids are like like Dahi. He's waiting on a, a heart transplant, you know. So they're in they're in completely different kind of circumstances to what we are. And it's it's really fun to see him come in and sort of put a smile on his face. And he loves coming in and doing those like little team talks and things too. It's great. And likewise, you know, you were you were um, of a mild neck of the woods at uh, John the Baptist yeah. School just the other week, giving a sort of a presentation to the kids there. What what does that entail? Uh, that's just the uh, so I'm sort of doing all the the healthy lifestyle school visits with the Giants now. We just just kind of go in and and give them a sort of fifteen twenty minute presentation on living a healthy lifestyle. You know, you're exercising, you're eating, and you're sleeping. And then it's a Q and A for an unspecified amount of time. How many boxing fights I've been in and whatnot? <laughs> sounds, sounds like appearing on a view from the bridge, mate. A Q and A for an unspecified amount of time. Can I just add my my last question of today is Mark, will you come to my house and give me that talk, please? <laughs> I'll send you over an email if you want. Would you please I'll just put the PowerPoint presentation and the script there? You can have it. <laughs> give me the cheat notes, man, please. I need it right now. Thank you. Listen, Gary, we really appreciate you coming on. Um good luck tomorrow against the Nottingham Panthers and the forthcoming weekend. And uh, well done on the on the fundraising for Niku and 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 the likes. And um yep, thanks for joining us. Thank you, and thanks for helping out with all the fundraising as well. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Mark Garside. Love that guy. Big thanks to Mark Garside for his time. We really appreciate him coming on. And Davey, you know, the the generosity that came from the Belfast Giants fans and the people, you know, who tune into your view from the bridge was remarkable. Unbelievable. I tell you something, my my favourite player, you know, just... Just, <laughs> I can't get enough of that he's, he's he's such a good attitude on and off the ice for us. Um, he's been around a long time now, and um, you know his, his numbers are starting to creep up there. There's somebody else might just get jumped up over the next couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, and and what he was able to do with his family to pay back. We, we talk about Quinn having a bit of a difficult start to life, and families generally want to help out. Want to help out the ward or whatever after that, and and you know the Garcia family went to, and I think it was Gary's mother-in-law went to work and raised some money, and uh, we were able to be just a little tiny part of that. So very blessed that we were able to be. Fantastic, fantastic, right, Joel? Any news? Yeah, um, first of all, we have two Challenge Cup quarterfinal second legs happening. One seems to have descended into chaos. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, the, the Five Flyers and the Dundee Stars are currently locked at 8-8 eight, eight 
on aggregate after finishing 4-4 um, and they are heading into overtime um, and the Cardiff Devils and Sheffield Steelers that one is late in the third period the Steelers are up 5-3 down in Cardiff Bay which gives them an aggregate of 10-4 so I think it's pretty clear who's moving on through there but uh, yeah keep your eye uh, on flash score for the next wee while for that finish between the five flyers and Dundee Stars um, Fife as we'll look at in a wee second haven't been overly great domestically recently so that would certainly be a um, a big boost to them but anyway Josh, um, ba- Josh Batch and uh, Scott Allen have been kicked from the game for fighting oh I didn't see that mm. spicy uh yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that before the end of the show. Um, this past week in the Viaplay Elite Ice Hockey League on Friday night, the Guildford Flames travelled to Glasgow for a 3-2 win over the Clan in the evening's only game. On Saturday, the Clan's homestand continued with a 7-1 loss at the hands of the Sheffield Steelers. The Flames continued their Scottish road trip with a visit to the Kingdom of Fife for a 6-2 win over the Flyers and another four-point weekend, which, as we were talking about with Mark Garside, now takes them eight points clear at the top of the table. Um, the Manchester Storm absolutely took the wooden spoon to the Nottingham Panthers. They beat them 7-1 at home in Aldringham. Um, and then this is one of the maddest goal swings I've ever heard. So the Manchester Storm wins 7-1 in Aldi on Saturday. Uh, on Saturday. And then they yep. travel to Coventry on Sunday to take on the second-place Blaze and lose 9-0. <laughs> it's just Correct. Ridiculous. 7-1 win to a 9-0 loss. Make it make sense. Anyway, um, the Panthers bounce back with a 5-2 win over the Devils back at the NIC. And the Steelers then travel to Fife for a 5-1 win, leaving the Flyers with another zero-point weekend. Um, Just a quick one, Paddy, on the the Great Britain men's under-20 World Championships. Um, A bit of skin skin in the game there. Um, Great Britain great. Britain beat Romania nine to nothing in their third game at the IHF Men's Under Twenty World Championship Division <coughs> Two, Division Two Group A in Kaunas, Kaunas, Lithuania last night. Um, Max Sturz uh, got himself a hat trick, and Kel Beatty and Carter Hamill of uh, of this par- parish is also in the squad. Um, GB now have two wins from three matches and remain in contention for a gold medal and promotion to D one. Um, they're back in action again on Friday when they face the Netherlands at two o'clock UK time. Um, and I think they're all being live streamed, so have a good look at that. Um, they have uh, two games left: Netherlands, and then on Saturday they play Spain at half past ten in the morning UK time. Um, and we have no dops to speak of, so uh, I'm just going to look and see. I think um, we want to look at this Steelers game. Petrulli's now got five for fighting. Right. <laughs> Grant's got two plus it's five plus ten. In half. Yes. So we'll have plenty of dobs to talk about next week. We'll lots of dobs uh, next week, likes of it. Christmas and jumpers then, next week, boys. I don't want yes. Christmas jumper, man. You've got to wait to get one then. I'll try my best. Uh, well, pre marks back open back in the city, so six days. Six days. Oh yeah. Back to, we'll try to get back to Tuesday at some point. <laughs> yeah, no. 19th, 19th, 20th. I because we've got a game on the twenty second, don't we? So yeah, we do. Yeah. That is your news, uh, L. Patrick Smith. Thank you very much, mate. Um, <laughs> we're going to wrap up pretty quickly here. The yeah. Belfast Giants have three games in four days, all of which away from home. The first of which is the Challenge Cup quarterfinal first leg, which is tomorrow night, Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. at the NIC. And it was, it's on via play, via play, via play, via play. Via play, via the uh, via. no, I can't forget now. Via play, whatever it's via, um, it's via. What we'd normally do is we'd have the likes of, of our good friends Aaron Murphy or Colin Shields on, but we weren't doing it this week because it was dying. Murph, Murph 100% was in, but his flight was at nine o'clock tonight, so he, he apologized uh, earlier. He said 100% no problem, David, but I'm flying while the podcast's on, so. Paul Eddie's helping him out tomorrow night, so good to see Coach Eddie back on the TV screens with his, I'm sure, double-breasted gold button jacket. Like, Giant legend, Paul Eddie. 
best dressed man it. on TV. Uh, mm. It's such a hockey mind too, and 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 I, I don't say that disparagingly. I could stand and listen to Paul Eddie talk. You get we we talk about how lucky we get. If you ever get a chance to have ten minutes with Shane Johnson, if you see him around the rink, ask him about hockey stuff. Educate yourself. These guys are unbelievable. Rob Stewart and all. Ask them just little details. Paul Eddie, you know. On, on real aspects, the, aspects of the game that you're not sure of or things that confuse you even the things you don't I things like he, you do not see things you literally yeah. don't see until they're pointed out hundred percent I think there have been there have been times of the last whatever it is 18 19 years that we've been doing this that that I've ended up talking to the likes of Colin Shields or Paul Eddy or Doug Christensen or whatever and they've pointed something out to me that I'd never seen before and then you see it you see it again, you see it again, you think, actually, that's an aspect of the game I never noticed. And yeah. it's, you know, it's, if you ever get the opportunity, I don't know these guys are in the bar or whatever, it's nice to talk to them and, you know, talk to them whatever you want to talk about. But if you can talk about the nuance of the game, you'll find that these guys are more than happy to talk about that. Look, I, I agree that a lot of people, and I'm not saying that everybody that goes to the game should try and be analytical in the game. You can't just do go to hockey and love it. Just love the spectacle, yes. love the fights, love the goals, and get on with it. But the longer you're in it, like we're in it 20 odd years, and I was watching hockey before that, and same with you guys probably. It's not enough just to watch a game. Sometimes you have to analyze it, and maybe that's just the type of person I am quite analytical. So I enjoy breaking players down and breaking who's blocking shots, who's not, who's making hits, who's not, and all that. And, what goaltenders, where they're conceding goals, all the little nuances. So find something. If you're in this game a long time and you haven't yet, find something small and watch. Put a player cam in your head. Pick a player in a game and watch what he does off the off the puck. 100%. Because sometimes you're you've got this. You just watch the puck and keep your eye on the puck at all times. One comes your way, you're wrong. Keep it, blah blah blah. But um, sometimes it's it's great to watch if Will Cullen makes a stretch pass up the right wing. Does he immediately go to the bench for a change? If he does, is he hustling to the bench? Is the new guy coming on quick? Are they swinging the lead? Are they going off slow? And and that causes a problem because the you know the the away team have slung the puck around the, the horn and because the D man's gone for a slow line change, we haven't kept the puck in the offensive zone. Little tiny things. So just I'm not saying educate yourself is a really really rude way of saying just indulge yourself a wee bit more in an aspect of the game because you'll enjoy it so much more. How'd you end up in any, Davey? Oh, I got hit in the side of the head by a puck. Why would you watch the puck? Well, I was watching a view from the bridge the other night. <laughs> watching players don't watch the puck. <laughs> uh, so I now get hit in the head. I'm here in the A&E. What'd you do that for? I have a broken nose. We had disclaimer. If that happens, not our fault. Oh, man, I have to I have to tell people this story because this is a long time ago and not everybody will have heard this story, but I'm going to say, you might not have heard this story either, Joe, but I'm going to say 2003, 2002, before the Nets went up behind the, the Plexi end, so we're at Boomerang Corner end, and it's a game against the Manchester Storm. All the mates have gone together. I'm pretty sure it's a Robbie Sandrock, so that's, that'll date it, Robbie Sandrock slap shot from the blue line that gets tipped. Now, why there was no nets back then is just stupidity, but there was no nets anyway. There's a guy sitting in the row, it's coming, it's kneeled on, it's coming, it's hitting me square in a bake. So I've got time, I've got time to duck. It's just this, it's missing me. But the guy behind us has got a baby like this, and you're like, oh, oh it comes past us, and all you hear is, and you're, oh, that's that's somebody's wiped out. Like if that hits a baby, wiped out. So anyway, big, big Brian, big Brian Robinson sitting beside me and he's like this and I went, oh, well, at least it's Miss Brian, you know, and Brian sits up and he's just got like a <laughs> straight, straight across his head and it's just, 
the blood's pouring out of it, right? So the medics come running down and they get like a big bandage and round his head and the blood's seeping out. And Brian gets up and they play Chumba Wumba. I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> Ma- no, no, the, Ma- the music man MacGyver. All the players and all are on the ice. Yeah, Both teams are looking up like this, tapping their sticks. <laughs> Big Brian's giving it all this. <laughs> so Brian's taken out. They had a little, um, a little room off the concourse for for medical issues, and Brian was taken in there. And says, right, as soon as the game's over, we'll go to A and E. So we've gone up the Ulster in the A and E, and uh, it's like one in the morning, and we're like, lads, this is getting late here. I'm gonna pull a pin you can sit with him so brian anyway if you see brian he just looks like he's got a zip on his forehead now so brian was determined brian thought just to keep the story going brian thought this is an absolute open and shut claim i was minding my own business <laughs> i was watching the puck i tried for whatever reason i'm not a goaltender but i tried to catch the puck i missed the puck it hit me in the head and and this is this is this is free cash here you know i'm going to be getting a few grand out of this like i'm scarred for life I've got a good story. So anyway, Brian gets out of hospital and buys himself a quite a nice push bike. Um, with before the money before he does, with the money he's going to get from yeah, the day, yeah, right? preemptively, preemptive strike. Yes, and Brian lived in Dundonald and he rode his bike from Mofute Cumber Road basically up East Link past the Ice Bowl, and you've got the Queen's Square there, and he fell off the bike arm, broke his arm, <laughs> right. <laughs> And ended up back in the A&E, back with the same doctors, arm like quasi, all big staples up here, bike mangled, didn't get a claim. <laughs> so he's got a he's got an army can't straighten out. He's got a zip on his forehead, and he got and he got no money. So people, keep your eye on the puck at all times, <laughs> and don't spend money you don't have yet. That's a salient point as well, yes. That is a very God bless you, big Brian. One of the greatest guys I've ever met. It's a great story, Davey. Great story. Wonderful story. Where were we? Oh, yes. The Millennium Panthers. uh, (laughs) The Challenge Cup. Just quarterfinal. Are we still live? Thursday, 7.30 p.m. NIC on Viaplay. Not even going through their own issues. We are trying to fight. And obviously, the last game we had there was a tight affair where the Giants came roaring back in the third period. Tune in tomorrow night if you're not heading over to the NIC. And hopefully we'll also see the second debut of Josh Roach uh, taking, taking the ice with the Belfast Giants. Um, Saturday, 7 p.m., Manchester Storm away, just down the road from me here in Planet Ice Ultram. You can get that on Storm TV if you're not making it down to the game. And then we're heading down the M6 to take on the Coventry Blaze at the Sky Dome Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Would you go PM. M6, would you? Go I'd definitely go M6, yeah. Would you? Fair enough. From here? From here, yeah. 56 M6 and then cut in. This is You're a view from, a the view from the bridge. <laughs> uh-huh. <coughs> well, what would you do? You cut through? Like, Helicopter? I thought, on the, on the, well, that's true. On this, I thought I'd get the Alton Towers the other week. I'd have to take the M6, but it took me through leak. This is sort of information you don't get on any other hockey podcast. Is, we are literally yeah. still live. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. We are literally still live. This is stuff that I would cut out of the uh, of the recorded podcast, yeah, but now everybody gets to see it anyway. Um, yes, Coventry Blaze Sunday, five thirty p.m. at the Sky Dome. If you're not making it over there, Blaze TV with uh, Ed and Stu. Um, any other business, boys? Nothing from me, Patrick. Nothing from you. Any from you, Davy? No. Nope. Nothing from you. The uh Lem six for the boys. Yeah, bit, of, bit, of, bit of a shout, bit of a shout to Kevin Madden actually. 
fair play to Kevin Madden. Like the fellow lives in Southampton. I'm going to see him on Saturday because he's going to come all the way up from Southampton to uh, to to uh, Manchester. He takes the drive to Nottingham. Like a lot of the guys who live this side of the water who do a lot of traveling for the Belfast Giants. I used to love doing it myself when I'm before, you know, kids and stuff like that. And well, you no, know, um, priorities had to change a little bit. And hopefully, I'll get back to that. But a big shout out to all the people who make the, the big journeys going from one side of the country to the other to follow the Belfast Giants. It's a, it's wonderful to see and uh, more power to them. Um, oh, and with Cassidy no, Hornby. Oh. Well, Cassidy Hornby, it says, Fife have gone through. And just a big shout out, because I think it was Cassidy that ponied up for the other shirt that I got given by Andre Owens, a Lewis Hook, Mark Arside testimonial jersey. So we're going to sort that out on the same night so you can get down, meet Lewis Hook and get that. And, Big hi to you. Give Kevin Madden a shake for me. Kevin's a fellow Taekwondo student. So, well, he's not. He's probably a master. But There you go. They're so busy. Don't don't try to fight him. Is that what you're saying? Don't try to fight anybody. It's just hockey. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Be kind to everybody. That's the way it is. But, you yeah, guys unless are... They're from, unless they're from Nottingham. The, the medication, just, Joel. It's the medication. The fevers are starting to take hold with my two friends here. It's my medication. I can tell you, my medication's wearing off, and I need to take some very soon. So, on that yeah. note, a big thanks to Mark Garside and to everybody who was involved in regards to donations and the and <laughs> the um, the generosity that came from all of that. We very much appreciate it, and congratulations to all those who won prizes. Um, I'm sure Davey jotted down all of them, otherwise you'll have to go back through the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you, you didn't jot them down, did you, man? You're going to have to go back through the podcast and find out who won. So it's it's like been David, the most electric few minutes. On YouTube and find out who won. If you did win, ah, you got it. Okay, um, so Nottingham anyway. Panthers versus Belfast Giants Thursday, 7.30pm on Viaplay in the Challenge Cup. <coughs> Manchester Storm against the Belfast Giants Saturday, 7pm in Elite League Action in Planet Ice Aldrigham. Get that on Storm TV. Coventry Blaze versus Belfast Giants Sunday, 5.30pm. Skydome. Get that on Blaze TV. Big thanks to you two gentlemen. Thanks, boys. Feel better. Feel better both of you. Rest up. Thank you, for, thank you to everybody who's, um, who's uh, put up with this Sorry. Sorry. We apologize. If you catch it by listening to this, it's not our fault. We are not liable. Same way we're not liable if you get hit in the head by a puck. Um, Correct. You can get us on uh, kingdomofjazz.com, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram, I think. Are we on Instagram? Yeah, let's just say send we're on an Instagram. Email. Send an email. And uh, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time. Hopefully, feeling a lot better on a view from the bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.